This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to WIP Morning Show on a Tuesday morning in the Delaware Valley. It is January 3rd, 2023. And we have a lot of ground to cover today, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, including, I guess you call it a reality check, a wake-up call to every sports fan out there. We're watching an event to get away from real life, and then something happens that is as real as you could ever imagine. And what happened last night at Monday Night Football, we will discuss throughout the morning with all the people that we normally talk to. But that is not all we will do. We will also, we will, I have not had a chance yet to tell you how I feel about the Eagles game on Sunday. And I am thrilled to be able to share my views with you. I am appalled, outraged, and disgusted. Not only with what happened, but with a lot of what has happened since then, including the comments yesterday on this show by Marcus Hayes. And Johnson, to your credit, you would tell Marcus Hayes tried to sell a bill of goods to this city that the Eagles' defense was excellent on Sunday. And I will, be, I will begin by demolishing that thought process. <laughs> and then we will get to Ross Tucker at 640. Then we will get to uh, 740. We will be talking to Brandon Graham. 8 o'clock, I'm ready to go to battle if he wants to with Nick Sirianni, all right? The fact that we have all received this wake-up call and been provided uh, perspective, Jody, it's not really going to change my overall plan, which is to serve Mm -hmm. the interests and the needs of Eagle fans at a time when they're incredibly frustrated. Yeah, it always has been. Incredibly frustrated. So we are going to cover it all for you today. We got Russ Tucker at 640, Brandon Graham at 740, Nick Sirianni at 8 o'clock, and a man who skewered the Eagles, Brian Baldy, the Odyssey Insider, will be out at 9 o'clock to tell me why. Tell us all why. That Eagles game plan was on the back of a, a, a cocktail napkin at 3.30 in the morning. Wow. It was wow. not done It was not done by sober people. All right? But, but let us begin with what went on last night. I, I know it's a big deal. I'm sleeping, obviously. My wife woke me up. Did she she said, you have to see this. This is epic. And, and what happened, uh, it was Bengals, uh, it was in Cincinnati, Bills versus Bengals, great matchup, two playoff teams. 
And uh, late in the first quarter, uh, a play happened that was almost I'm, – I'm not going to play the actual play as they described on Monday Night Football because it was just the play yeah, when it, it happened. Was. T. Higgins got hit by a gentleman named DeMar Hamlin, 24 years old, and Hamlin went down. They both went down. Hamlin got up fairly quickly. Wasn't really too much. And then within like three seconds, his legs wobbled and he fell backward and he landed on the ground. And that was it. Yep. Within seconds, medical personnel came out. Uh, we are now learning that it was astounding that they saved his life on the field. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had cardiac arrest from the blow that he took to his chest when he collided with T. Higgins. Yes. And I'll start. I'll let you hear some of what went down on Monday Night Football. Uh, I thought they all did a terrific job last night. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, and especially Lisa Salters, who was down there as a sideline reporter, really bringing you the sense of what was being felt on the, on the field. Here's when they started describing this incredible event. Well, this is the last thing you want to see as they brought the stretcher out. They have that backboard out. DeMar Hamlin is the one who was in on that stop on T. Higgins. And then he got up and just went right back down to the ground. Not what any of us want to see, and everybody's around him, and we hope that he's going to be okay. Well, you can see that the ambulance is out there on the field, and they are intensely working on DeMar Hamlin. There's just nothing to say right now. We'll take another break and come back. All right, so, Jonesy, you were on a plane flying here from Boston, Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, everyone in the plane was watching it live. They were. So you had an experience that we would normally not have. Um, did you know right away that he was in incredible danger? You know, I, I've had two incidents that I watched live in hockey. One was Yuri Fisher in Detroit. He was sitting on the bench about eight minutes into a game against Nashville and collapsed the same way, went backwards and over, and then everyone rushed to him. They He had a cardiac arrest. They saved his life, but it, he was out for seven minutes, six, wow. seven minutes before they Jeez. did. Wow. They revived him. Uh, he never played another game in the NHL that, that wow. ended his career because he had more heart stuff that happened after that. I see. He still works for the Red Wings, though. He's right. lived a fine life since that point, so I hope that's what's happening. Chris Pronger was hit in the chest with a slap shot playing Detroit in a playoff game when he was in St. Louis, stumbled, and then lost consciousness, went down. He was hit right in the heart with the puck. And they they did not have to revive him. He came around on his own on the ice, but they did take him off on a stretcher, but his arms moved, so you kind of knew that he was you know on his way to recovery at that wow. point. So the two times I've watched a player collapse on the ice, it's both been heart-related stuff. Well, here's the thing. So what people, I, I guess if you were watching it, you sensed there was a real desperation yes. in what the medical people were doing. What you did not learn till later was, they were in the process of saving Hamlin's life. Yeah. His heart had stopped beating, and they brought him back, defib, CPR. Oh, yeah, everything. And, and here is more from the broadcast on uh, ABC last night. Let's listen. They have been administering CPR 
through these past two breaks that we've taken. And as Lisa said, DeMar Hamlin has been down for over nine minutes now. With everybody watching, praying, and hoping for the best. Yeah, it, it was at that point that it became ridiculous that they would resume the game. Yeah. Uh, but there was also a period around there where they said in five minutes they were going to resume. Yeah. But no, they could not because the players were in no condition at that point yeah. to continue a game. And Rhea made me think mm-hmm. of what had happened in the Eagles game yep. because you were there yeah. and Josh Sweat went down and, and he had a neck injury. And that always makes you go, uh-oh, mm-hmm. maybe paralysis. Be careful. It was and the they quietest were, th- I had ever heard that stadium in, in the entire time right. I've been there. They That was a long delay that also. Was, that yeah. took a couple of breaks. And they had to strap them into this uh, mm-hmm. stretcher where they uh, immobilize your head yeah. and do all that stuff. And the people – I'm now wondering, and I know this is crazy after the fact, but after what we saw last night – if that had an impact on the way the Eagles play that game, because they played yeah. that game awful. Yeah. And I have to wonder, and fortunately we have Brenda Graham, yeah. who was there right on the field, mm-hmm. and, and we have Nick Sirianni to tell us if maybe that had something to do with it. Because when you watch that, they could not have resumed the game last night. No, no. They watched no, the man chance. nearly die. Before this show, you Douglas is in our studios today, working uh, elsewhere in the studios, and I, I talked to him about it. He said, whenever that happens... It suddenly come you you suddenly realize the risk you're taking. Yep. Every snap of every ball you're on yep. an NFL field. Because it's, it's so game. it's so violent. Yeah. So anyway, now we get to this is where, you know, we often make fun of uh, sideline reporters and how they handle their jobs. Because a lot of times you get very irrelevant or superfluous information. Sure. Lisa Salters is one of the absolute best at this, and she proved it. When she captured the emotion on the field and showed it herself in this report. It's hard uh, because, like you guys have said, this is, a, this is a human being. And all you can really think about is, you know, I hope, I hope that guy is okay. Mm-hmm. And that's all we were all hoping for was that, that DeMar Hamlin was going to get up and that he was going to get on, in that ambulance. He was going to give us a thumbs up and we were all going to know that he was okay. And, and, and when that didn't happen... I think this entire stadium was just devastated. I mean, I mean, right now, all I can really think about is is that player, his teammates, just seeing the agony on their faces, the concern on their faces. They're scared for him right now, and they should be. They were more than scared. They were so emotionally overwrought. Yeah, they were. Many of them were crying. Yeah, for sure. Right? A now, lot of people watching them were crying. And, Jonesy, could you just take me back into that plane? Yep. Coming in where you got the unique opportunity to see a whole plane full of people yeah. experiencing the game. What was going on there, in there? A lot of people on the plane were tearing up as well. Yeah. Watching it. Yeah, because when you see the when you saw the players crying on the field on both teams, you knew that something like incredibly wrong had happened. I so just, it was a it was a very emotional experience for everybody. And I know anyone who watched it, I can't imagine to cover it is really difficult. I had one game I was covering for the Flyers when Todd Fedorik was knocked out by a punch, and he went down on the ice in New York, and his hand kind of went up like rigor mortis. Like I was like, oh. "Oh my god!" And it was like complete silence, and he didn't move for three or four minutes. It was, like, and I was like, mm. "Now what do you say 
Now, it's a really difficult spot for everyone to be in that's covering it as well. You know, it's amazing. Judson, you know this, but we deal in the mundane. Yeah. And we prefer to. Right. <laughs> it's why right. we selected this line of work, right? You don't have to deal with the real world. And and then something like this happens, and, and I, I can't help mundane thoughts creeping in. And I'm going, so. oh, my God, that was a Monday night. The, the season ends next weekend, and they have to get the game in. Mm-hmm. But it's you can't play it last no, night. No, you can't how play it last night. That? You can't play it and tonight. And then I go, well, how important is the Eagles game just, uh, Sunday compared to DeMar Hamlin? I know. It, is it's, that really important? No, no. But, but here's why I will press on today, and I hope the other day we will talk about it all morning. But understand that the reason you watch sports is to not have to deal with the day-to-day reality of what happened last night on Monday Night Football. So everybody knows the latest from his rep, yes. his marketing rep um, as of a couple hours ago is that he is sedated, he has yep. a breathing tube, uh, and that's as much as we know. Right, but something tells me he is uh, past the, the true danger point because they brought him back to life. Yeah. But if they were not there, if they did not know what they were doing, if they were not great well, under pressure, yeah. you know, we talk about players under pressure. You're a doctor on the field trying to revive a young man. That's pressure. With all eyes on that's you. That's the real pressure. All eyes on you. Right? You miss yeah. a pass on third down. That's not pressure compared to what the doctor did. Well, the amount of doctors yeah. and, and what they the equipment right. they have there, it yep. was the best place for them. And we have an overcare yeah. doctor on too today at 710, yeah. and he'll tell you about what that's like on the field. He's, he was a former player. He was a Played player. at Syracuse Center. If yeah. I'm a player and that happens, I'm not ready to play. No. I don't know when I'm no. ready to play, though. Am I ready to play the next game? Do I just block that out of my mind? I don't know. Let us go to uh, Bernadette. If you're out there or we're watching it live, you could help us today and give us your in-the-moment thoughts. It's very fresh. It happened less than 12 hours ago. Jump on board right now at 215-592-9494. We will get to our contest. We got games today to to get you Eagles tickets for Sunday's big game and all that. But uh, just understand today is a little different and that something truly tragic, but not as tragic as it could have been, transpired on live TV for all to see. Let's go to Bernadette to kick it off this morning. Hi, Bernie. Morning, Angelo. How you doing, Bernadette? Not too good this morning. Oh, you sound very emotional. Are you watching the game? Well, me and Fred didn't actually watch the game. We woke up to it on the news this morning. Huh. And it's just very devastating. It shouldn't happen to anybody. Yeah, it could. Bernadette, all I could think as that was unfolding is um, that we are so lucky. No, I, I couldn't think of any fatalities that have taken place in major sports for all the pucks hit into chests and yeah. smashes into the walls of the arena and football, the the headhunting, especially 20, 30 years ago. Is it amazing that there haven't been more of these near tragedies or actual tragedies? Very lucky. Wow, you sound very, very upset, uh, Berta. Do you still want to talk about the the Eagles, or what do you want to do? Yeah, I want to talk about the Eagles. I want to talk about something happy. But um, before I even talk about that, I just want to say to you guys, and to Tamar Hamlin, I, my prayers and thoughts go out to that family. Thank you, Bernadette. Very that's, much. It's a great. It's a great feeling, and obviously, we all feel exactly you the same way. You know what's awful? And yeah. his mother was in the stands. 
Oh, dear. So, you know, she's with them, obviously. Well, it's, but, the, yeah. it, it's why uh, so many parents don't want their kids to play football. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Bernie, let's talk but, Eagles and, and yeah. get out to something more mundane. More pleasant. <laughs> yeah, not not all that pleasant either, though, based well, on no, the way no. they played. <laughs> no, they, they played like a bunch of scatterbrains. Yeah. The Gardner Minshew, I don't know what his problem is. He ran around that field and looked like a chicken with his head cut off. He didn't know what the heck he was doing. Um, I got a theory on that now, and, and I'm going to play it for you real early. Uh, Brian Baldinger said that he got hit four times in the first eight snaps and was never the same. No. It happens. And, yep. and you look, Bernie, you look at him in the pocket, not yep. wanting to get rid of the ball, not knowing what to do. That no. was built in from yeah. the abuse he took on the first few snaps. Yeah. That's what did yeah. it. And the opponents yeah. are so happy not to oh. try to chase down Jalen Hurts. They have a different That's game it. plan with Minshew. And here's the thing, Bernadette. We have seen it so many times. If if uh, Hurts would have be abused that way early in the game, wouldn't change yeah. a bit. Exactly. Hurts exactly. is made of something different than most players. And we are Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts is made of steel. Jalen Hurts is uh, – Bernadette, thank you for the call. I'm sorry you got so emotional. Uh, let me just say, uh, Jalen Hurts is more the MVP now yep. than yeah. at any point in this whole season. And anything else you hear is pure garbage because the Eagles are nothing without that young man. Nothing. I, I, I made this statement nothing. yesterday, Andrew, when I was in for you. It's not the system. No. It's Jalen Hurts. It's not He's the making system. them look the way better than no. they might be. It's not the system. And and his courage under fire is spectacular. And I love him more now than I ever did before. And I'll tell you something else. If you can't if you can't stand the drama, because it's five days away, it's four twenty five on Sunday, Hurts is playing. You have my personal guarantee. Because he actually could have played either of the last two games. Take my word yeah. for it. At one time, I was a physician. 215-592. <laughs>